Welcome to the Safety Doc Podcast with your charismatic host and prominent safety expert, Dr. David Perodin. Be entertained and informed as the Safety Doc discusses both best and bizarre practices in safety preparation and crisis response. The truth will keep you safe. Follow Dr. Perodin on Twitter at SafetyPhD. This is Dr. David Perodin, and I want to thank you as we begin another journey into school and community safety. If you're looking for industrial safety expert, Appalachian State University professor, Dr. Timothy Ludwig, please visit www.safety-doc.com. Again, that's Dr. Timothy Ludwig at www.safety-doc.com. Hi, this is David Proden, the Safety Doc, and welcome to another episode of the Safety Doc Podcast. A thank you to John Grant from the 405 Media out of Los Angeles, California, airing the Safety Doc Podcast, 2 p.m. daily PST. Again, the 405media.com out of Los Angeles. I'm excited today because I have Jim Mallard on the show uh, from Franklin, Pennsylvania, paranormal what what investigator uh, investigator I, I, you, you're about ready to say expert i don't i don't know enough to call myself an expert so we're just <laughs> well, gonna know, say investigator you know what <laughs> i I've, I've read jim i've read a lot about you and i've, I've watched um you know I've, I've 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 you know checked out your episodes i've listened to your episodes i've watched pieces about you and, and uh and you know today we're going to kind of take a, a a bit of a bird walk and and we're going to move away from paranormal um into you know it was about two weeks ago that we had the inbound missile alert for hawaii which um you know has has basically become a non-story although it's something that is very unsettling to me i I, i've researched um you know 9 11 extensively i have a book uh, that'll be coming out with roman and littlefield regarding that i understand the defcon system stratcom and and really that something like this shouldn't have even been possible at a local level so in your field you know you need to be empirical and and you are i mean that that's one of the things i really like because you know you <laughs> you point out several times you know the stuff you see on tv that that's out there to capture the ratings and stuff like that that's not um yeah. you know the the you know setting up and and trying to you know um, grab the empirical um, findings from actually, you know, doing the background research, being on site, and and compiling all of that. So you're an investigator. I mean, really, you have those skills. And I'm I'm guessing this whole Hawaii thing it it doesn't set well with you as as an investigator. No, the whole thing never. No, I, I guess would start by saying I'm so surprised somebody had the preference of mine to take the screenshots they took of the warning because I know I see those warnings and I just try to get rid of them as fast as I can. <laughs> but then again, I guess I haven't seen that particular warning that kind of makes me pause and go. But still, the, you just got word that an inbound missiles coming. Take a screenshot of your phone. Now that doesn't seem, but it happened thankfully because could you imagine if nobody actually caught this and it was just all hearsay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we, that's about the first point we want to jump into here. Right, right. So, we, so we have evidence. We have we have a ton yeah. of evidence, and, and then not only the evidence of the event happening, but then of the the highway signs um, that were modified. The message is modified to say there is not an inbound missile warning. You know, repeat, there is not a missile inbound warning. Um, so not only the you know the initial screenshots of, of what's coming across people's phones and and but then you know the the mop up that happens after that. So before we get into that, Jim, I, I, I want to talk yeah. a little bit more about you. So Jim is the yeah. executive producer and host of the groundbreaking Mallard Report. Check it out, Mallard Report, M A L L I A R D Report. Um, it's entertaining. It's enlightening. It's um, every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, Eastern. right? Yep. In addition, yep. it's internationally syndicated on many radio networks. You go in-depth about um, you know specialists and research, reveal little-known facts, um, scientific investigation of real events. It, and this is something I thought was fascinating in learning more about you. Like in your community, you're, you, you're the one who brought the awareness of, of, of the history of the community kind of to life. 
I mean, I read an article where somebody had interviewed you and then had, had kind of studied the work that you had done and, and really complimented you for your work more, um, your work to, to capture the history of the community and, and bring that out to people as part of what you do as an investigator. Um, so I, I just want to put that out there. Um, well, that, well, thank that, you for uh, the kind words anyways. That, uh, but it's important because everybody thinks that this all started with the TV shows that started in 2005, 2006, whenever it was. And people have been investigating the unknown for, well, since, I mean, the mid-1800s, we or, yeah, mid-1800s, we were taking seances and table tipping. I can't merge those two together. And, um, yeah, so it's been going on for a while. And I'm sure it was going on before that, but that's, I mean, yeah, as far back as I go. This desk that I have, um, if there was an inbound nuclear missile, I would go underneath it because it actually was the uh, sheriff's desk of Marathon County, Wisconsin in the uh, 1940s. And uh, my dad was a county supervisor in the 80s, <laughs> and they were tearing down the courthouse, and uh, they had this outside, and, and uh, he said, can I have it? They, you know, loaded it on his pickup truck and is downstairs now. But if this thing starts to tilt, you know, Jim, I'm out of here. So just so you know. <laughs> well, I, I would believe it. <laughs> it shows up to you. Um, so tell me a little bit more about, like, your background and the work that you do and then also how you've honed your skills of being able to separate, um, I guess, what is what – is, um, hype or perception to what can be authenticated and tell me about that well the hype versus what what's real is it's been a wrong process because there's so much information out there especially in this new digital age of youtube every day probably thousands of quote-unquote ghost videos are loaded and maybe one percent are actually something that need reviewed again and some of these are just people out there who want to make the money off ads so as you start sifting through them and you start asking other people hey what do you think about this one so it's only not only your own eyes it's asking other people right. asking people with uh, video experience can you could you easily create this effect oh well and they send me this video of something that looks even better than the you know <laughs> right i'm right. like oh okay so that so it's just a process and it's um there's not an easy way to do it. It's just the time you got to put time into it. Right. So, so you're you're credible. I mean, you are you are credible. So, what um, what what have you done? I mean, and, and you you have a crew that you work with. I, I guess what are the tenets that you talk about of saying? Here's what we need to do to be credible in in our practice. Well, it's funny because I didn't do this back in the day, but now that I've heard Marcus Lemonis on the Prophet say it all the time it kind of sticks with me it's all about the process we got to go in and we got to do it the same way of course i wasn't using those words i had a checklist the evil checklist that people didn't like but it was get out the same stuff times get time stamps on everything yeah uh, note we are note anything like weather straight you know who who else is in the room uh because there's going to be straight you know for doing a private residential case there's going to be other people in the room whose voices we may or may not know uh, or may not pick up on, especially if they, uh, God forbid, whisper. Uh, we need to know, oh, so somebody else was in the room. Let's, li let's go listen for a sample of their voice and compare and come back and go, oh, well, that screws all that up. Right. So it's, a, it's all about the prog process. And then it's all about the process coming after the investigation. I love the word process now. Because it all needs reviewed the same way by, this, by the same, well, different people through the years, but the same, the same way. Multiple people multiple times and most of the time it all comes back to oh well we may have this one piece right. out of eight hours so how about and, the uh you know the background are, are you doing that is it, other team members you know like looking into the site you know here here's the the site originated you know with structures a hundred years ago yeah. and, and this and this and we, this we, so we have a historian who loves to look into all the old history of not necessarily even the building but the I don't want to say community, but there's that block area, so to speak, if it's in town or acreage. Okay. And most of the time we get it back to um, 1850s when it became broke out of the big parcels of land because they were giving them away to people in 100, 200-acre parcels at the time. So it always goes back that far, or most of the time, if we can get it back that far, which is really cool. Because at that point, there wasn't that many people here in western Pennsylvania. Right, right. So these big farms, you kind of figure... 
if you start tracking back back forward through after that, you can go, okay, so this has been a homestead since 1940. Yeah. And then you can kind of figure out how, who somewhat has lived there. It so gives you a better idea. How far are you from uh, Gettysburg? I'm just well, I, I am about five and a half, six hours from there, but that is where this all started for me. Okay. So it's funny you mentioned that. Um, my son, who was seven, eight months at the time, started talking to something that in the room we were doing a, uh, ghost stories. And there was just me and this other couple, and you know, cute old couple, and us with our son. And this guy's telling all these great stories, and you're sitting there, oh, this is all great and well. Yeah. And he starts babbling at something off to the side of the storyteller, and you go, oh, wow, wow. And then he starts telling his story about this kid that was killed outside the hotel, and you go, but I'm not really, you know, it's going in one ear out the other, because he's just carrying on this full-blown conversation, well, in babble, with something he can't see. And he doesn't do that. Amazing. He wasn't doing that at home. Yeah, I mean, it was like 10 to 15 minutes, and at home it was, you know, three, four minutes, and he was off to something else, and this was going on. I'm like, maybe there is something to this. And then the next day we went out to Devil's Den, and I yeah, seen yes. some. Right. See, I seen a reenactor that I want to get my picture taken with. So, being the guy I am, I don't blink. I just go grab the camera and go to do it. And I get over to where he was, and I can't find him. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, I'm looking in the parked cars. I mean, there's only it's a one way street through there. So I'm like, I didn't see any cars come up over the hill. I don't see him down getting in a car or changing or. So that kind of led me into thinking about what I'd just seen and what I'd just seen the day before. Right. So that, that six-hour ride home kind of left a lot more questions and answers. And then I started talking to other people about it and then started looking for it more. And I guess we're here today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, so it's a family trip I want to take also yeah. in, in a year. And, and this, this uh, summer we're going out to South Dakota. So, you know, um, we'll be doing um, Battle Little Bighorn, the site. Um, which I've, which I've read, you know, is, is, a um, you know, a frequently, um, inv- investigated site, you know, by, by people, um, in, investigating paranormal activity, potential paranormal activity. So it, and then Gettysburg is like a year now, you know, this is my interest. You know, we went to, uh, Disney in March. So now, uh, my girls who are seven, 11, my wife kind of have to to be flexible and, and kind of do things that are a little bit on, on, on dad's interest level here. But, um, so, you know, I, I love this. And I, I again, I appreciate your work, uh, the Mallard re- report. Um, let, let's, let's get into, um, a topic that, you know, as soon as, as soon as this happened, it didn't set well with me. And then I had I had shared some information out of just you know w- were there other people out there um, that this didn't sit well with and and you had contacted me and of course you know you're an invest investigator and and I'm the 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 more I think about this and the more time passes the more this doesn't make sense and I I'm trying to understand. Okay, so so it was on um, Saturday, January thirteenth. Hawaii had a false missile alert in the morning. So uh, across people's cell phones, they're they're getting the alert, you know, which everyone is is going to be aware of. I mean, who's who's listening to this, saying inbound missiles, you know, like take take cover, which nobody knows what to do basically because there hasn't been any formal training, and really there isn't much you can. <laughs> Do yeah, anyway, I was say, what, that, what, do you, what do you do? But right, anyway, it's good. Right. And, and, and you know, Jim, one other thing is like the big the 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 city planners, like New York, um, you know, all of the major metros, you know, Baltimore, Houston, you know, L.A. They, they know the city planners know you cannot plan. New York City doesn't do mass drills because you can't plan for this because you don't have the infrastructure to evacuate. You have ten to fifteen minutes at most. So it it is one of those things where. Um, you know, that's, you don't have the drills for this, but the other part is from a system standpoint, um, something like this interpret it in having a ripple effect. You know, somebody sees this in Hawaii, all of a sudden California picks up on this and somebody has the independent ability to issue an alert, which, which shouldn't happen. Like, it's not like every locale does their own report of saying how they, they have this in the fact of like Hawaii doesn't have a detection system to identify missiles coming in. I live in Wisconsin. We don't have an identification system, but this, 
the the proper channel for this, per my research, is any notifications for inbound uh, missiles would come straight from um, Stratcom, which which would be basically NORAD, and off it, um, you know, Air Force Base would be a part of that. And that would be bounced through uh, military intelligence. And we're all talking, you know, like three, four minutes that this would happen. And then it gets into the emergency broadcast system. And it is centrally then out of STRATCOM that it goes to the locations. And this would have gone not only probably to Hawaii, but this would have probably gone um, to the, um, you know, to California and into the coastal cities and whatever. But there is no way that this should ever have been able to happen at a local level. And, you know, during the nuclear, um, uh, the, you know, the Kennedy, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis, I mean, there were redundant, redundant, redundant ways because something like this during the missile, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis would have, would have triggered a reaction from Russia. I mean, we were that, tri- the, the, both sides were at the trigger. So um, that's part of it. This happens and, and it's like, you know, I remember the 1983 movie War Games with Matthew Broderick, you know, when the Whopper computer took over and all of that stuff and, and, and just, you know, the, the, the craziness. But um, so this this happens. But then there really isn't an explanation, except we hear we hear a little while later. Well, there was a person who and I'm going to I've got the the explanation. So the warning that went through said emergency alert. This is what people are seeing on their phones. They took screenshots. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Um, and um, so, you know, so the whole thing is that, that there's an employee. They're doing a test of the emergency missile warning system, again, which locally <laughs> should not exist. This only should exist through um, STRATCOM and NORAD. Um, so, you know, anyway. Well, yeah. As I say, what would be the difference between... The missile, the emergency missile system test—is that what you just said? Right. And the emergency broadcast system. So we're supposed to hear that's supposed to be two different programs. Is that what you just? I mean, or is that what we're accusing them of saying here? Well, what should have happened is EBS should have been the one that issued the missile alert. Like there should be no independent system um, that that exists outside of EBS, and that's what they're kind of. That that's what happened here. Is is this system was triggered outside of the emergency broadcast system? So it's the the you know the the nodal system to hook this together um, doesn't make sense in in this explanation. Just saying, oh, we 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 tested this locally. Well, no, you don't. Like you don't test this locally. <laughs> you can run your EBS drills, but what do we, what happens at night? You know, it's like you know ten. 11, 12 midnight, it's like, beep, you know, wait for a message from emergency broadcast. And then it just says, this has been a test of the emergency broadcast system. That's all that happens. It only tests the bandwidth <laughs> in the system. It does not come across and say inbound missile, nuclear, or, you know, whatever. And um, it, it, it doesn't do that. EB, and EBS isn't there for, like, issuing tornado warnings and things like that. That is, you know, that's done through um, the, the, the media in the National Weather Service, um, you know, centers pair up for that. But um, this, this, this doesn't make any sense. And to say that one person activated this, this system. Um, so, so let's say it was an accident. Okay. Let's, let, let's say for some reason, this is some pilot software that was out there that they didn't have properly interfaced in with Stratcom. Then you don't really do much to explain it. And, and it, you sweep well, it well, okay, under the rug. Okay. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the, Thank you for tuning in to the Safety Doc Podcast with the nation's leading safety expert, Dr. David Perodin, author, radio show host, university instructor, researcher, expert witness, and consultant. Powerful testimonials. Dr. Perodin has a strong reputation as the go-to safety consultant, and he was still able to exceed our expectations. When we went looking for an expert in the field of crisis preparedness and prevention, David was the single person we pursued. Not easy stepping into the touchier subjects of life, but Dr. David pulls it off. Take a listen. Now, back to Dr. David Perodin and the Safety Doc Podcast. 
little stand isn't holding up to. Right. I just didn't know if there was a missile strike by you or anything. Franklin. Nope, you're still looking good here on radar. Nope. So. I need a better system for this. I told you I was rebuilding my studio, and this yeah. is kind of the perks of doing it before I'm ready. Okay. Okay, I'll give you... Okay, you, you opened this new program, and you wanted to try it out. What message are you going to type in there to try it out? <laughs> hey, this is a test. Hey, we brought this new program online. Hey. Right. Say hello to all my text all my friends, you know. Here, text this number because I hate them, right? right. I mean, right. Right. there's uh, we're going to be far down the list before I say, hey, there's a missile coming in. I'm not even sure that ever crosses my mind. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, why wouldn't it be like this is a test of of the in, the right the system and <laughs> it, it, uh, right, right. So right. that's a, we wash that out because, like I said, that how far down the list of things can you text everybody in Hawaii? Before you get to, hey, this is a missile coming in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so you have this, and then, and then, um, you know, you know, the, I guess, and right now, as of as of today, we've we've learned that the person who apparently did this is is not cooperating with authorities. Why? Why? If this is part of your job and it was an accident. Um, why is this person not cooperating? What would be the, what would be the rationale for that? There isn't any, unless they did it on purpose. Unless they went above and beyond, or outside of their parameters of their workload, or something. I can't explain it. Cause I guess they're worried about getting charged, maybe, with some well, sort of. Yeah, I mean, so what what I'm thinking is, I mean, what if this was someone that volitionally did this and, and you know, now, um, you know, they, they don't want to talk about it because this, this was maybe, you know, this was an intentional act. But then in that case, you know, they probably have representation or I would think you would have the, the military, CIA, FBI, whatever the agencies are to come in and, and to put somebody else in, say, here was the person. And person comes in, you know, this reminds me of kind of like the Bob Lazar um, area 51, you know, back in the 1980s when he came on and, and did his revelation, um, uh, you know, on, on the Las Vegas news at night about area 51, uh, you know, I'm wondering if there's, there's somebody that didn't know any, that, that I, I, I still think, you know, to, to, to do that right now really ramps this up because I'm thinking what holes are in the system and what is preventing this from happening um, five minutes from now and what's, what could, you know, this could happen not only in Hawaii, but what if it's Hawaii? What if it's Guam? What if it, it is, you know, we'll, we'll take Japan. it to the ultimate level. What if it's California? Yeah. Because we, we know they tend to overreact to things out there. So could you imagine the mass hysteria this would cause in, in California? Right. Trying, trying to evacuate and trying to get shelter, it would be the scene from. Uh, are you familiar with the 1983 movie, The Day After? Um, <laughs> no, but I could just imagine. Well, I just you look at the the traffic they get into every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, times that by a hundred because everybody's trying to get to who knows where because if it's inbound towards California, they're right. just trying to get out of the state. Right. So, so I mean, and and you're talking again. You know, we're talking 10, 15 minutes, and and if they would have, you know, it, you accompany this with with someone then at local you know, uh, city emergency who says, well, we have to do now the air raid sirens and all of a sudden it's air raid sirens and it's the next community over. It's like, oh my goodness, LA has just gone full active and now we go active. And uh, something fascinating out of the 9-11 attacks, um, the U.S. went down to DEFCON 3. So DEFCON 3 is getting your bombers r ready to go, um, but not out on the runway. So like at Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska, which actually I, I went uh, past um, actually, <laughs> I went to a wedding um, out in Nebraska and ended up, the Garmin uh, took me astray, and I ended up on <laughs> the backside of Offutt Air Force Base driving past, like, barriers, and I'm kind of like, you know, this <laughs> one area where it's like, don't don't go any further, <laughs> and it's like just empty field, and I'm like, it can't be here, and I'm there's no way I should be here, but, um, but anyway, for those people, you know, aren't familiar, Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska um, is, is really the, the, is, is your, your main area domestically where you would be scrambling your nuclear bombers out of Offutt Air Force Base. Now, Offutt, you know, went to, well, the U.S. went to DEFCON 3 
on 9-11, which people didn't know for years later it wasn't released. And, you know, if you go to DEFCON 2, DEFCON 2 means, you know, you're runway ready at that point to, to take off. And I would not be surprised, Jim, if we learn that this triggered, you know, at least like a drop. DEFCON 5 is everything's fine and, and four is, is standby, you know, three is, is to mobilize and two is runway ready and, and one is to go. Um, that this did not drop down to DEFCON 4 and we're not going to learn about it. But part of, part of what, what is hitting me right now, we're less than two weeks out. This story died immediately. Yeah. Like there there there. This thing was, was, you know, they were handing out fly swatters to anyone that would take a swing at this thing to try to kill it. And, um, you know, there's, there's been some, you know, some of the Congress folks from Hawaii are like, we need this investigated, whatever. And it's like, okay, you know, you've, you've, you've got your tweets out about that, but no one's, no one's responding. There, there's nothing. I mean, what do we hear? The mainstream media and the president going here or, or this is happening and whatever, um, and and we rewind this, and we literally are on the something that could be interpreted and and spiral into war. I, I, yeah. I mean, not to overreact, but literally has this this interpreted. Well, if some if somebody gets that if the wrong person gets that message on their phone, they yeah. they assume it's correct. So what do they do? They send up like you're saying, send up a bunch of planes and or call somebody closer to. North Korea, and say, "Hey, get them up. We're going. We're it's done. We're let's do this." Yeah, now so we're at war because of somebody miss. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean to send that. Well, I've you know we've already dropped millions of pounds of bombs on North Korea. Whoops. <laughs> so, so what do you what do you think um, might have been? Let's let's take the look at what if what if this was done intentionally? What would be the purpose of? And not maybe not even saying one person doing this intentionally, but from an, uh, a national level, from from a you know military level, what would be the purpose of doing this? Well, it's clearly speculation because obviously neither of us know why somebody would do this. But let's say to cause hysteria, to see if it works. Just, I, I at some point, if it was just a single person, which right. we've suspected is. To get a level of infamy, because fame isn't what you're looking for at this point, but notoriety to be that guy. I mean, I'm pulling at straws here because I can't figure out a reason that would be, obviously, unless you turn it into a book deal someday, I guess there might be that opportunity. Why I did it, maybe. That's a lot. That's, I mean, that's a, right. the, that's like picking up spaghetti at this point. Um, I can't think of a good reason anybody would want to put their name attached to that. And obviously somebody did. Or hopefully they figured out. Maybe the maybe this person doesn't want to talk because they knew it wasn't them. Like right. you know, you leave you leave your Facebook open and somebody else posts on your account, kind of deal. But I guess I would want to come clean and say, hey, it wasn't me. But I, I and you don't know who it is. And I'm thinking from a PR standpoint and from a credibility standpoint that there would have been a jump on this um, through military channels, you know. Uh, within 48, 72 hours, and put a put a face to it, even even if it's not accurate, but just tell the public whatever this was it. And I mean, my God, contact me. I can I can write the cover story for you in thirty minutes. All right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, we're testing this at interfaces. This is all out of Stratcom, and this was you know whatever. And we have this, and and you know this is how this happened, and then it was whatever. But that didn't even come out, and now they've and now you've got somebody though you know, rogue. And, and I think that is throwing more into this. Um, so I'm, you know, I guess I can take this as a face value of maybe locally there was something that, that happened. Although again, I, I don't see how this would have been disconnected from Stratcom out of, unless there was just some bizarre carelessness or, I, I I just don't understand it because the stakes are absolutely so high on something like, and we didn't hear anything from Strat, Stratcom. I, I did a lot of work with digging through any releases from Stratcom, um, you know, basically NORAD on, 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 on this and nothing, nothing saying like, you know, how this, this, this happened on its own. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 
thinking, you know, we could have a we could have a repeat of this. Or what if this was a hack? I mean, that's the other part. You cannot let that information out. If this was a hack, you imagine what <laughs> what that would do. You know, to to say that. You know, well, but wouldn't you already put, not necessarily the hack story? Would you already go with, hey, we got John Doe over here. He acted alone. Put that. You know, put a. Yeah, More but, fake news out there about it. Well, right, right. I mean, but yeah, absolutely, that's the part, Jim, I don't get, though. I don't get it because um, you and I can work this out, you know, yeah. and, and, and you're thinking um, that you put a face to it and you have, you know, you have some statement, not even that you have that person just that, that, that yeah, this system, you know, and whatever it wasn't. But you've got that, you, you, you have this and, and whatever, but none of that's there. And now, yeah. and why would you release that this this person is not cooperating with authorities? Um, yeah, it seems again, like anti-conspiratorial at this point. Like they're trying so hard not to leave me five years from now finding out, oh, somebody hacked it or whatever. Right. They're trying to be so careful now in the in the front end where it's like you're leaving more questions. No matter what you do at this point, I guess you're leaving more questions than answers for us, but you're really leaving us more questions, like a lot more questions than we should have. Because right. I think most people, like you're saying, even most people now are worried about it now. So how many people are going to be digging back into it years from now and saying, wonder what the real truth is to this yeah. case? Yeah. This, I mean, this will forensically start to make sense down the road and somebody will you know, we'll, we'll share something. I mean, some files will come out in, 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 you know, but as time also, you know, conflates memories and, and things get lost and whatever. But um, I, I think what we know right now will change. I mean, will morph. And so, okay. So this, this, I guess, tell me about your reaction when you first learned, you know, that this, this had happened in the you know the morning of Saturday, Saturday January thirteenth in Hawaii. What, what what was your thought? Well, when I seen it on Twitter, my first thought was, well, I'm on I'm here for the duration now because uh, I've got to see what you know if it actually hits, if it hits the water, you know, if it blows up in the air. So I'm just sitting refreshing my Twitter, like probably drained a lot of my phone battery that morning, just yeah. waiting for yeah. the the next the shoe to drop. That it actually you know so, and then I'm, I realized forty five minutes has went by and I'm like. Well, we should know something. Somebody should be sending us this footage from the other island of the other one just being disappeared or whatever. And it didn't come. It didn't come. And then probably, what was it, like three or four hours later? Yeah, that was really strange. Uh, you know, It so took that long to clean that up? It was, this, it, it was a delay. So actually, I mean, so I'm looking at the timeline right now. So it looks like, you know, they had about 30 minutes and then there was awareness by, the, by Kirk Caldwell, the mayor of Honolulu, that the tweets were in air. But for it to get its ripple effect and, and cleaned up, um, you know, it, it did take longer than that. Like, you know, I, I said I've got pictures they were dispatching, you know, like the construction signs of, you know, you know, changing road well, pattern ahead, but it said no, miss, no, you know, missile alert was false. But um, I don't follow the mayor of Honolulu, so I didn't see it. <laughs> so, but here was something too. There's little pieces in this though that also bring about other questions. So, 8:34 a.m. So, so let me run this back. So, so this goes at 8:07 a.m. People's phones are getting, you know, they're all buzzing, and it's like inbound missile alert, take cover. If you're in Hawaii. So so we, we take that out to 834 or basically a half hour later. The U.S. Pacific Command, okay, so we're, we're talking the U.S. Pacific Command, um, says it um, it's detected no missile threat and that the alert was sent in air. So I'm thinking, okay, so at some point then now this has got involved with Stratcom. Stratcom's got a message out to the PAC Command saying, Hey, check this out. So again, we're you know what was scramble, what was radar picking up, you know, or thing, things like that, because there would be visual verification. Plus, I mean, you can detect a, a nuclear launch um, the moment it happens from not only seismic, you know, but from heat signature from from satellite. So it's not like um, so anyway. If if they know about this um, before. Pa the PAC command is getting word of, of, of this and verifying this. This to me is saying, no, somewhere in the Stratcom got notified. Stratcom was, was contacting, you know, 
and uh, seeing, hey, is anything happening out there? But that's happening allegedly in the timeline after everything has just been cleared of saying, oh, Pete, Pete, Pete pressed the wrong button. <laughs> well, and Pete, uh, uh, riddle me this one. This is the important question that I have about this all. These people tweeting is fine. Why didn't they reaccess the system they sent the message out with and sent, and sent the, oh, sorry, go about your date message back out that way instead of leaving people blowing the wind with traffic signs and all this other stuff. Thank you for tuning in to the Safety Doc Podcast with the nation's leading safety expert, Dr. David Perodin, author, radio show host, university instructor, researcher, expert witness, and consultant. Powerful testimonials. Dr. Perodin has a strong reputation as the go-to safety consultant, and he was still able to exceed our expectations. When we went looking for an expert in the field of crisis preparedness and prevention, David was the single person we pursued. Not easy stepping into the touchier subjects of life, but Dr. David pulls it off. Take a listen. Now, back to Dr. David Perodin and the Safety Doc Podcast. That's great because, okay, so it was the Hawaii governor. So we talked before about Kirk Hall, the mayor of Honolulu. Hawaii governor, um, David, uh, I don't know if it's I-G-E, whatever it is. So um, he, he goes on Facebook and at 830, and he's, he's posting that this thing has been canceled. So he's hoping people are going to follow him on Facebook. So <laughs> he's doing this on Facebook. You know, it's not this government. You're right. The same system that issues it should be able to to five minutes, three minutes later, issue a, hey, that was false, everything's fine, but that doesn't happen. It doesn't come out of the same system. It has to filter through these other social media branches and, and you know, getting out to people who might be evacuating on the roads and putting up the signs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to get it through your phone, but they don't do that. So so that that is a riddle. And I, yeah. I don't, you know, so <laughs> I, I think, and what I'm trying to do here, Jim, is like, you know, I, I'm not trying to solve this, um, I'm trying to say, the more I think about this, I'm like, damn, you know, um, I know this stuff pretty well. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is, we're, we're on point with this. And then the only thing that makes sense is that people got the message. We all, we can all agree about that. Right. Right. So, so the steps that are happening after this, um, are very perplexing to me. Um, because it, it, it again, it seems like there were very logical ways and even before you would have done something like this, you would have had some discussion of if the worst happens, like something we goof up on this, like here's our instant button to press and, and you know, we, we tell people whatever. But, um, but you know, this, this doesn't play out well. I don't think, it, again, this lends to me like, well, I can see if it was hacked into, yeah, you'd have a hard time maybe securing this down. Pack command is in. We don't get anything from Stratcom. Um, I checked, you know, there was, a, and it's all, co- they're not going to tell you, but there was nothing, you know, no activity at off at Air Force Base. There was nothing to happen with, um, you know, with DEF CON level, but still. Um, and, and so, you know, it gets into the aftermath. This is out of the Sun the Sun Times. Yeah. So anyway, the Sh- Chicago Sun Times. Um, the aftermath. The civil defense employee has been reassigned. All right. <laughs> you know, buddy, he made one mistake. Come on. I mean, and they is, said that, is, is that reassigned or promoted? I'm not sure. Did, did you? <laughs> and, and the thing is, the thing is, Jim, they said they had a different overlay to the system. Like it was not what anybody was used to. So in, in, I, I was reading through this. So they say, you know, it, it's like, it's like back in the days of the, you know, in, in television video game system in 82, where you had to keep flipping out the cards if you're playing, you know, blackjack or baseball or whatever, like you had the wrong one in, but I'm like, so he's been reassigned. Like, why did you reassign him? Like, I mean, this, this seems like this is a systemic error that should have multiple checks and balances. And if it happened, this isn't just this guy, unless he intentionally, did this that that would what? be the reassignment but reassigned it to jail well okay so how is this a pre-programmed message then like it would be pre-programmed out of um well strat- i'm just trying to figure strat-com. i'm just trying to figure because it's different interface so that tells me we've got a bunch of buttons on a desk somewhere 
or a touch screen or something, and you just ran up and pushed it. Right. But 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 again, Jim, what should have happened? What should have happened when they pushed that is it would have been an active activation of the emergency broadcast system, which, which we've all heard. You know, yeah. like the the beeps, and then this is a whatever, and and tuned to the station, and that's it. That's it. Or else it should have said like on on you know. Like, but I mean, people in Hawaii too. Even if you're running s- something like this, you know, you you would I would think the first thing would be like tsunami. Like if I get some beeping on my phone and it's and everybody's phone around me is beeping, I'm like, oh, there's been like seismic movement movement, and we have a tsunami warning. It's gonna you know come out. But um, so so yeah, it. So the aftermath, you know, they reassign the employee. It doesn't make any sense, especially when we hear today, like, you know, the, this this person is completely, you know, shut himself off. <laughs> but, uh, and then, um, you know, where Bob Lazar flew like a pirate flag in his, his front yard and, and just crazy stuff. But anyway, uh, Hawaii Emergency Management has suspended all warning system tests until the investigation is complete. Yes, of course, obvious. Hawaii Emergency Management system will require a two-person confirmation procedure before an alert can be sent. That, to me, seems just stupid. (laughs) Well, if you've got one rogue employee, what's the odds of getting another one? (laughs) Yeah. You know, if we would have just had Carol in the room, she checks these things. (laughs) She's really in the detail. Well, you know, it was on the weekend, so the second person was probably off, so they just said, eh. So, I'm like, so your answer to the brink of nuclear war is to bring in one other person. But, you know, we see... But, <laughs> but it was that person that was reassigned, so don't worry. It's <laughs> And they type fast. You know, they're like 50... Yeah, but I mean, but this is the thing. We see this stuff on TV. You know, the documentaries about the nuclear silos. And what do you have? I mean, you've got... Or, or like the hunt for... Not uh, hunt for editors, not good, but... Um, uh, Crimson Tide. I mean, but and these, are, these are movies, but, you know, I had friends who worked on nuclear subs. Um and and they said, you know, obviously, yeah, you had redundant, 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 redundant measures as as you're going through these drills, you know, in the missile silos and all of that, like the turning the key and, you know, breaking breaking the cracker thing and getting the codes out. And I mean, so you just don't have another person next to you. Like, is it which button again was it, Carol? Here because we've got, you know, they've added other ones here. Oh, this which one? one's the intercom and which one's the which send one's the intercom? This this one will this one will get me an outside line. <laughs> So what is now? We've, it's part of our phone. What, what, wait a second! Whoa! What? Oh, okay. Why is my phone I, going I, off? I just, I wait, this isn't this. right. <laughs> but you know, there, you know, and we joke, but because it's so ludicrous. What else can we do about it? But but this but this response. I mean, who, who puts this statement out there of saying we have a two-person confirmation procedure we've put in place? I mean. Oh, and and then here's the last one. Hawaii Emergency Management will install a computer process to rapidly issue alert cancellations, including cell phone alerts. Well, don't you already have that? Because you issued the warning, as you said. Yeah. You already have the system. So, so apparently is, they need to add a whole bunch of new buttons. <laughs> so you need, a, you need a second system to issue a cancellation because there's there's it's the same system. I mean, Jim, I... I I, this drives me crazy. And, he, and here's where this is going to hit me in, in the work that I do. So I work with school districts all, all across the, the country and actually a lot of districts on the West Coast and a lot of the big districts on the West Coast on school safety. Um, but one of the things that's going to start showing up immediately, immediately in their safety plans will be, what do we do if there is an inbound m- missile attack? And and it's it's going to be there. I, and... Um, actually, I have a phone conference with with one of the largest districts out there that I, that I regularly consult with, and I'm going to ask them this uh, in in early February when we when we meet and um, and say, you know, how is this impacting you? Because definitely, it is it is going to now be something that they are going to incorporate in all of their their you know school safety plans. It, it, it's crazy because I mean, there's there's only so much you can do on stuff like this, and, and we talked about that. Um, and it's the reality. The reality is this is this is going to result in millions and millions of dollars of unnecessary, peop, you know, time time and effort in planning for something that you're not going to be able to mitigate anyway you know, the, the old duck and cover stuff. But um, so I, I'm going to pull back. I want your perspective. I've shared what, what the official thing is from 
from Hawaii. Give me, give me your thoughts. And also like as an investigator, what red flags are coming up with with you or or what are some things you're obviously like this is this is like the obvious i think i think we've talked about some of the red flags that are coming up why don't they just cancel it the same way they put it out um i guess why wasn't there a two two person system in place before this um just so many little things that just go so one guy could say hey we're sending moms okay wait what yeah, and then Ted's like, hey, my phone just rang. I just sent it. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. But now what do I do? Because I just pushed the button. My phone, right. I got got on my phone, but I don't have a cancel button. So I right. better right. do what? Sit here and hope the phone doesn't ring and somebody figures out it was me? I mean, right. and you're asking as, as an investigator, well, at any, at any turn, you go, boy, that doesn't add up. Boy, that doesn't add up. You mentioned tweets and Facebook. Well, when did the... T- I don't know. I didn't look this up. But when did the TV, local TV radio coverage of this start? It would be after the tweets and after the Facebook because there would be a confirmed source then. Yeah, it was It was about 8.45 that um, the FEMA system was activated in Hawaii, um, which would have then basically been the emergency broadcast system but not as as coming out of stratcom but like fema like hurricane irma um, hurricane yeah. harvey and things things like that but fema then had the ability to go in and to activate and through their system send cell phone tv radio messages that the, the alert was false so again the system which initially sent this was not the system which corrected it and it comes out of this, and I, I didn't, I mean, I saw it go, you know, it, it was busy on hashtags for a day, and, and then it, it kind of disappeared. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, get, I, I, I just don't it, know. You're bringing up an interesting question here, though, because if it was a hack, we'll just say if it was, how many of these different programs have access to all the, the phones? the different TV, radio. I mean, if you could hack literally everything, think about the power you have at that point over Hawaii or whatever. I mean, if it's a state-to-state system or a national system, just imagine the panic, hysteria, right. mess you right. would create if you sent that message to everybody in the United States instead of just Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was, and I, I, I bring this story up because um, in 19, uh, October 31st, 1938, Orson Welles did um, War of the Worlds, you know, the radio broadcast, and people um, listening to that, uh, a number of them believed it was authentic. Police officers, doctors, professors, and there was um, a, a researcher out of Princeton who immediately went out with um, some some graduate students, and they started to interview people. Like I think it was within within a day of this happening, so it was still fresh. And 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 a number of people stood by their story, like that they authentically had still seen things. In you know, and people are reporting in, like I'm seeing this. So to start a mass panic, if you have the ability to do this, if this was like a little bit of a dip in the water of somebody saying, you know, or even like a North Korea or, or, or whatever saying, Hey, just so you know, like, you know, we could, we could do this. And, and, but yeah, you, you would have, you would have uh, a panic. And then the other part is um, people, even if you said that this never happened, um, you would still have people that, there was, there was a professor at a, at a university um, again, it, I don't know if it was Princeton, but it, it was through through this investigative team, and he he came out and he said, "This War of the Worlds, no, this was completely authentic. Like now, there's a cover up by the government, and <laughs> and people believed him. I mean, because he, you know you had a trust kind of in the media, but there were there were people in 1938 who were rushing to buy tickets to get out of New York. Again, police who were saying they were tracking these things in real time, which did not exist. So the power of manipulation." But you know, we talk about we talk about this um, in the power of persuasion. But you know, it, it's one. This is this is again something that you get somebody to to 
take this from a military standpoint, or you're right, this gets texted over instantly to somebody who is living in Guam or whatever, and now it goes viral. Um, and, and you look at the time to verify this, you have to go DEFCON 3 at something like this. I mean, you have... If not, if not higher. Right, right. You, you have to scramble if... Um, so, I mean, it, it creates almost a self-fulfilling prophecy where the fact is the information is validated just by the fact that there's so much of it that is this happening. There's this ripple effect. One town is falling after another is falling after another or, or one state with these reports. I mean, if you're, that's, that's the thing. Today, people don't, and, and it was the same thing in War of the Worlds, people do not fact check. And let me tell you this, Jim. So my, my 83-year-old aunt, um, lives about an hour away from, um, we, we have a fighter jet, um, base in Wisconsin. Um, and, and they, they, they flew over her house and her community caused the uh, three sonic booms. And the first one pretty substantial, um, like, you know, her, she had pictures fall off the wall. People had cracked ceilings and stuff like that. Um, and, and the first thing she did is, um, you know, she's looking outside. Her neighbors are, are going outside. They're thinking, you know, yeah. is this a bomb? Is this a, a factory explosion? She goes to her radio, local radio, tunes it in, and they say, hey, there's been, a, you know, these are, it's a sonic boom. You're going to hear two more. So she does the sensible thing, but she has people around her not doing the sensible thing. Um, so... We're not hearing this in the media. We're, we're not hearing anybody come. We're not. We're not seeing a special on on a sixty minutes or twenty twenty or somebody saying, "This is what could have happened." That's the other part too. Like I, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, like uh, a, a, right away, like capture this on a news story. We have an active shooter situation. We have active. Sh- we we have the shooter situation in Vegas. Um, you know, in in what was it, October first. And and uh, every every newscast is going out to every every police officer saying, well, what if that happened in our community? What if it happened, you know, here, there, and you know, Madison? Yeah. They were down talking to the police chief and this and that, and you know, but here, none of that, <laughs> not none yeah, of it, that. Well, I don't even. I mean, it was passing, and the local news didn't even none none of that. It, it's it's the biggest non-story that I've seen in years, and I don't get it. And is it because it's not, well, it, it's got the violent. I mean, you know, cause you were talking about violence. I mean, that's clearly violence war. I mean, it's got all the points of interest that you'd think a local station would want to pick up on. What, what do you, I mean, call you up and say, what do you do if you get this warning on your phone? Right. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 some kind of documentary and getting somebody, you know, to come out and speak of, of, you know, what, what happens if this does turn into a, you know, hysteria event or, or, or what are the systems? That was the other thing. Like I, I was expecting some kind of, you know, spokesperson again from Stratcom or whatever to, to talk about the systems in place, because it's not like those type of documentaries haven't been done in, in not that you'd have to give out, information that would compromise national security but even from that i mean that was really fuzzy well even this okay we're talking about the text message alert system okay so we've had the system for 10 years Uh, we've used it 70 times for this that and the other Um, we failed an employee failed us this on uh, whatever day it was Uh, we're sorry for any inconvenience drive home safely that's all they had to do Right. The spokesman run out, don't answer any questions about it. Was you know, we're gonna take steps to prevent it in the future. And that's it. But we didn't get that from anybody, from either nobody has come out and said, Hey, we messed up. Or yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh but we're gonna fix it now with two people. Okay. <laughs> right. I guess they did come out right. and say that much. Okay. Right, right. So <laughs> so that that throws the it, it throws me um uh, for a curve, uh, because yeah, that would have been the way to handle it. And you're right. That would have quickly just brought an end to it. You would have still had some people, you know, questioning some things and whatever, but I mean, every, you know, 99% of people would have been, okay, we get it. Like we got it. We're fine. Yeah. You know, moving on. And, um, it, it is, it is, it's gotten very strange. Um, 
I, you know, I do feel, um, it, it, I have some sense that this isn't the end. I, I, I am not sure that we're not going to have something trigger in another area. Um, and if that happens, then, then I think we've got something really, um, then we've got a problem serious. On somebody ha- somebody's going to have to answer to it if it happens twice. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I'm just, I am, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, and, and I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, we, you know, we, we, we get toward maybe wrapping some of this up, but, um, I also haven't seen any professional development come out of, of, of anything like this of saying, you know, if you do get an alert, here's a way to verify it. Like here's a, you know, here's a secondary source you can go to, which might be, you know, television or radio or, you know, that in concert there would be, um, you know, the, the sirens to go with it or whatever. Um, so there, there wasn't anything really like that, which I would have anticipated. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's not, again, that doesn't add up to me. No, like I said, do, do we do we have do we feel any better about this now than when we started? No, no um, <laughs> we don't, and there isn't an uh, an overt effort to to do that. I mean, of it's it has it strangely though become silent, but I don't think it's become silent. It, you know, it's like the bell that somebody puts their their hands on so it doesn't resonate anymore. I think there's some hands on this bell to stop it from resonating. Um, because this, this to me is like, I can't believe this. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the stories that are going to go with this and the interviews with people. And, and I didn't, I didn't see people. I didn't, I'm watching the news. I didn't see interviews with people from Hawaii. I didn't. Um, that also kind of threw me and even you yeah. know, like a week after or, or, you know, or something like, you know, it was, it was one week ago, you know, you got up in the morning, but no, yeah, it's um, been kind of, it's strange. It's like I said, there's nothing here that makes any sense besides the one fact that they got the message. Yeah. I, I had a friend who um, was, was going on her honeymoon and arrived um, a few hours after this had concluded, arrived in Hawaii and and we talked about um, this, you know, because the event had, had wrapped up by that time. But the question she had was, where do we, where would we have landed in the plane if, um, you know, we're <laughs> this we're was in, true inbound yes. and and this happens and we couldn't have have landed? Or I mean, were they still? I mean, they had thirty minutes here. Were they still landing planes? I'm guessing they were. So I mean, I, I, again, it, it it makes for a really strange. Um, scenario, and it's one of those things. I either there could have been a better cover story. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, we could we can paint it one way or the other for you. Uh-oh. I mean, we mean between the two of us, we could we could create the character. We could create the oh, he had a bad day, had a fight with his wife, went into work, decided to throw everybody's day in the chaos like his was. Yeah, show okay. some blurry thing of you know, like kind of a a, a controller, you know, thing or, or some guy with his back turned on his phone. Oh. <laughs> I I I mean, yeah the 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 images the narrative you know nothing nothing adds up. Um. Thank you for listening to the Safety Dog Podcast with your host Dr. David Perodin. Please subscribe on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Podbean, or Stitcher. Follow on Twitter at Safety PhD and visit the official website for detailed blog posts and more at safetyphd.com. A thank you to this episode's guest, paranormal investigator Jim Mallard, who helped us analyze the Hawaii Missile Crisis and how that narrative just seems to get stranger by the day. Learn more about Jim at Mallard.com. Again, Mallard.com, M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com.